Welcome to a Come Follow Me podcast with Brother Anderson and Brother Mickelson, just two church educators who love the gospel and love teaching it. We're different from other Come Follow Me podcasts in that we're going to take it from a teaching perspective. Each week we will brainstorm together possible approaches and ideas for teaching like we're a big podcast faculty. This is not an official production of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, but we are really big fans. And here's the podcast. Hey Siri, make an audio FaceTime call to Brian. Bro. Sup, bro? Did I interrupt something? Hello? What the? Hold on. Where'd you go? I'm here. Have I got to get... It's customary when somebody answers the phone that they say like, hello, or (laughs) some other acknowledgement. (laughs) So I just made a... um, an experimental shake where I was trying to um, use some of my new vegetarian knowledge. Oh, I thought it was all meat. <laughs> yeah, it was a <laughs> it was a, a steak shake. No, I. Uh, so when we were in Houston a couple summers ago, uh, Vietnamese people make sweet bean shakes that are delicious, actually, like okay. sweet black bean or sweet pinto bean. But they use a lot of coconut um, milk and a lot of sugar. But I thought, you know what, I, I want, I've got these beans that I, because um, I went to the Whole Foods store, bought a bunch of dried beans and peas and other stuff. And, uh, and I boiled some up and I was like, I'm going to try to like create my own version of a sweet bean shake. And so I'm putting all my normal shake ingredients in and I throw the beans in there and I get a whiff and I totally forgot that I made these beans with like a ton of cumin. No. So they were <laughs> so they were Mexican beans. Nice so, sweet beans with cumin. <laughs> so I was like, oh shoot. Well, it's too late now. Maybe I'll throw some peanut butter in here to try to cover it up. So uh so I blend it up and I taste it and at first it's like, oh, that's not so bad. And then the the cumin decides to make its appearance right at the end. <laughs> so yeah. it's just like wham. So I had my my both my boys try it and they were uh, none too impressed. I did drink it. It was fine. But every sip, I was like, okay, maybe I'm getting used to it. No, dang, the yeah. cumin. There it this is, is again. This is so much work. This is so much work. <laughs> Food is fuel. Food is fuel. Anyway, I didn't enjoy it as much as I thought I would. Yeah. Uh, what's going on, bro? You'll get the next one. Um, nothing. Um, nothing. Just finished nothing. my last class today and... Now we spring, break, spring break. Spring break. So this makes for a fun uh, podcast because, like me, most of the time, you this week are going to be purely hypothetical because you're not going to teach any of this stuff that yeah. we're going to talk about. And and actually, I looked through the stuff and thought, I don't know what I would do. With that. Yeah. I mean, no, this week will be tricky. I, I thought the same thing. I I, I yeah. I wonder, um, you know, with Easter. Wait, wait, I guess wait, you, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's review, whoa. Let's review DNC 29 f- quickly first. Okay. Hold my horses. The week we yeah. just... How did, how did a week of one section go for you? So here's exactly how it went. And, and there's, some, uh, c- there's some context. So okay. I taught on Monday. I did not teach on Tuesday because it was senior day around here. So I was helping with that all day. So I had a sub. And I had her do... 
DNC 76 uh, for doctrinal mastery. Okay. Okay, awesome. So I taught Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. On Monday, we only did the first eight verses. We really, really talked about the gathering, the gathering of Israel. What does that look like? What does that mean? Are we gathering or being gathered? And we kind of discussed, you know, both. We're, mm-hmm. we're, we we're, we kind of talked about the fact that if you don't stay gathered, you're automatically scattered type of thing, right? Hmm. Um, you'll, I mean, if you decide, that ah, good enough. I'm not going to keep trying. I'm, I'm, I'm close to the Savior. It, you won't be long before you find that you've been scattered a little farther. Blah, blah, blah. Then yeah. Tuesday came. Wednesday, well, we... Before, oh. before you move on, because my institute lesson last night was basically centered in those first eight verses, too. And I... <clears throat> I Started off, I've been trying to do a new thing because um, we've been focusing a lot on in our training, and I, I'm guessing you guys have too as in-service leaders on assessment, um, not not like the assessment, but like when yeah. you're training to assess what your audience needs on purpose and outcomes. And so I've been trying this with my class. So I put up there a quote from President Nelson, which said, the gathering of Israel is the most important work going on. It should mean everything to you. You know yeah. that quote. Yeah. <clears throat> and so I said, so we're going to talk about the gathering of Israel tonight, but before we do, let me just give you a minute to think, are there any questions you have about the gathering of Israel? Are there any frustrations, anything that's kind of fuzzy for you when you think about your role in the gathering of Israel? Um, and so I gave him a second, and then because my institute class was pretty small last night, maybe a dozen students, mm-hmm. I just asked each one of them, and wrote on the board um, what they had, you know. And so I got things like, how do I help people? How do I convince people that the gospel's worth it? Or I'm just not entirely sure as a student at the University of Illinois how I'm supposed to share the gospel. Or, um, you know, anyway, it was, it was a bunch of stuff like that. And so it was nice to see... Um, Because I knew what I wanted to talk about, but it was nice to see what they were wondering about. And it definitely affected the the approach I took for the rest of the lesson, knowing that there were some patterns and some themes that they were that were on their mind, you know. Yeah. And so um, but I actually took them to Isaiah or to Genesis 32 so that we could discuss the origins of the of Israel, where Jacob wrestles with an angel, just to give a nice context to the idea of what it even means. Why why to to prevail with God or let God prevail is what Israel where that even came from. And you know it's a weird story, but um, when you when you kind of when I explain to them again that scriptural genre does not mean that everything in the scriptures is historical. And that this story with Jacob and the angel, it could be historical, but but it doesn't have to be. Yeah. It could very much just be a myth or a parable, if you like that better. We seem to be okay with parables in Scripture. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but it's explaining something significant that happened that really did happen to Jacob, and that is that he wrestles, gets wounded, but will not quit. And according to the, I like the King James translation that he fought like a prince or he wrestled like a prince and um, would not stop until he got a blessing. And that blessing was a new name. And then something else happens because it says he was then blessed. And then he calls the place the face of God because he says, I've seen the face of God. So whatever other things happen in that blessing, he was brought into the presence of the Lord. And so that, that is Israel. Israel wrestles, and even when it gets wounded, 
Israel does not give up and Israel will eventually be brought back into the presence of the Lord. That's and and so that's the gathering. Well, when you look at section 29 and it's verse 2 talks about the gathering under the hen's wing, but then is it 7 where it says that my elect hear my voice and harden not their hearts? Yeah. And and that is essentially what it means to let God prevail is to not harden your heart and and to hear God's voice. And so yeah. then that was our conversation the rest of the night. And when I asked at the end of the night, <clears throat> did anybody get any closer to their answer? One student had brought brought up something about how when I understand that things are spiritual and not just temporal, because we did you know, we got that in section mm-hmm. twenty nine as well. Mm-hmm. She said, I realize I've been going about it all wrong when my friends ask me questions about the gospel. I need to stop focusing so much on the temporal stuff. Stuff, I need to link them to the to the spiritual stuff. Anyway, spiritual it was thing. it was good. No, that's yeah, cool. yeah. So we so so Monday was gathering of Israel. Tuesday, um, Tuesday was or sorry, Tuesday I didn't teach. Wednesday was kind of the signs of the latter days. What are some of the purposes of those, and what does a gathering have to do with that? How are the how's gathering and and these some of these tribulations related? Right, there's yeah. protection. Blah, blah, blah. The, the perils then, coming. Then Thursday, all we did yesterday was focused on that phrase back in verse two, hearken to my voice. And we connected hearken to my voice with, you know, hashtag hear him from President Nelson and just spent the whole day talking about President Nelson's invitations that we analyze our experiences with hearing the voice of God and then try harder to hear it more clearly and more often. That's all we did the whole day. It was, it was so great. It was so student-oriented, student-sharing. Here's what's kind of working from here. Here's what I'm struggling with. Here's what, I, here's what I don't really understand. Here's what I've kind of learned, blah, blah, blah. Then today, uh, we did a little conference, kind of preparation for conference, since I won't <clears> see them next week. Um, what we did with that is we said, if you were sitting down with a ninth grader and giving them some advice has to squeeze every opportunity out of high school. What would you tell them to do? And what would you tell them not to do? And the kids just quickly listed just great stuff. And I said, so summarize, like, do all, do these pieces of advice work for squeezing blessings out of general conference? And they're like, no, <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> because they just, they don't line up. And then what both classes, somebody said, well, what matters is that you just do something. Like if you decide I want to love high school, then I got to do something about that. If I want to love conference and be blessed by it, I've got to do something about that. I've got to. And so I said, great. Now go to your journals and write down what you can do to make conference a priority in your life, as Elder Johnson talked about. And and then I just had him share ideas. And then the end of the lesson was, what does a gathering of Israel actually actually look like? And we talked about some of the rumors that have gone around for 40 or 50 years, right? The, the lost Israel is in the polar ice cap or in the center of the earth or on the moon or right. got, you know, these are all stupid ideas. But, but you know, where are they? They're just scattered. The Book of Mormon says it. They're just scattered among the nations. And I said, let me just show you what the gathering of Israel looks like on a micro normal level. And have you seen that? fairly new video of that Callianne lady. She's, uh, she's, uh, uh, oh, what's it called when you help people find their clothing, find clothing like a, uh, she, oh, oh, oh the, like Dwayne, Dwayne Wade's yeah, celebrity Dwayne Wade's style person. I've yeah. heard about it from several sources. I haven't actually it's watched so it. It's so good. It's so, it's exactly what the, it is exactly what the gathering of Israel looks like 
on a micro level. And we just talked about what did Kellyanne do right and what did her friend who helped her, uh, what was his name? Something, he's got a name, but what did he do right? And we just analyzed what went well, what didn't go perfectly, why did it not matter? Uh, yeah, didn't our, she have a, a hang-up about some of the more racial-sounding verses in the Book of Mormon, and he didn't really have a great answer for it? Yeah, in fact, he said, you know what, maybe give the book back. <laughs> like it, it's, right. just, it's just not working, and it's fine. You, you tried, and she was like, no, no, no. I said I'd read the whole thing. I'm going to read the whole thing. And she found her answer. I mean, you yeah. know, she, anyway, yeah. it's Which it's is great. cool. That means she's, she's letting God prevail. That's she's what's kind of cool seeker. about it. She's She's letting God prevail. She's <clears> humble. <throat> and, she's, and, and he was not perfect, but he was trying to be there and provide answers and be helpful and not be too pushy and not be judgmental. And it was just yeah. great to talk about. The, actually, the gathering of Israel happens this way in a million different ways like this. And... You, and you are both Kellyanne and the guy. You're, you are both, you need to be gathered every day. And you've got to start uh, inviting your friends in loving, kind ways to step a little closer to the Savior. Anyway, isn't it, it funny? It was a great week. Isn't it funny Satan would plant? Because I do think it's a Satan planting. We may say it's like innocent or whatever, but this idea that gathering Israel means finding a group of people that are hidden in some polar ice cap They're or whatever. wandering through the Russian yeah, forest and, and, instead and no of, one's seen them yet. Yeah. In, instead of reaching out to the actual humans around us because, you know, we, we're so insular and we don't like the others, we'd rather just find them already ready-made for us. Yeah. But you're right. The Book of Mormon story is all about the Gentiles will carry them on their shoulders because the Gentiles are among them and are them and we're all there, you know, and and so we've got to start working on getting along together <clears throat> so we can gather Israel in that way. Funny. Now, I, I do want to point out to everybody that um, because you didn't have, I mean, you spent three, th- two more days than we normally spend on section 29 back in yeah. the day, right? Yeah. We'd do it in one day, yeah, yeah. but you didn't, you didn't get to the plan of salvation part of it at all. No, we, we did that, but in a little much more overview Condensed. level. Yeah. Yeah. And, well, had, and I, I had I, that Tuesday, I may have used it. For you probably would have. I just wanted to point out though, that that's okay. You, you yeah. can't cover it all. And, um, and sometimes we just trust that they'll get it in their Sunday school class, they're with their at home with their parents, or in an institute class, or in their own studies, you know. Yeah. Um, but you didn't get it all. When when you talked about the general conference um, thing, and you you said that you kind of went over. Um, let's see, how did you say? Uh, oh, maybe I'm thinking of the um, uh, hear him part. Cause, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. It was the hear him part because you said that you they, the kids would it was very student centered and they would bring up some things and you would talk about it but i think it'd be really helpful for early morning teachers to hear exactly how you set it up so that it was student centered because a lot of times that's that's a hard thing to do um, we we've got locked in our mind that teacher delivers lesson students listen to lesson mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. how did you set it up so that this particular lesson was so student centered um, i showed president nelson's little hear him invitation. It, it, I think the title of it is a special invitation. And I said, we just look for the two things President Nelson invites us to do. And number one is to basically analyze our own experience. How do you hear him? And then I showed Sister Jones one of, you know how the, you got those about a dozen little two minute videos. And yeah. I just said, Sister, here's Sister Jones sharing how she does. Watch, watch, watch. I said, now, will you just write down what you would say if you were being videoed? 
And <laughs> that's a great a setup. And they just yeah. wrote down. And then I said, all right, so Joey, what do you, uh, Sarah, what do you, Ashley, what do you, and they all just shared stuff. And we would, I would just ask some questions about it. So when you say this, what do you mean by that? And I just let them explain. I had one girl raise her hand. She said, I, I struggle with this. I, I don't have an answer. Hmm. And I said, okay, what do we do if we don't have an answer to this question right now? And the kids were so great to say, we don't worry too much about it. We just practice. We just try. Like, you, we got conference coming up. We have the Book of Mormon tonight. You could read Doctrine and Covenants. You know, Boy. it was it, kids just shared, and it was it was fine. We talked about some of the reasons why it's not that easy to analyze your own experiences. We talked about the Lamanites having the Holy Ghost come upon them, and they and they knew it not. They knew it not. Right? And and that's okay. It doesn't mean they weren't having experiences with the Holy Ghost. It's just not always hard to pick out. Hindsight's usually a little clearer and. Yeah, um, I I tell you what, teenager Shad Anderson could have used this lesson. Oh, absolutely. And, and, and remember when you and I used to plan lessons together when we were on the same faculty, we would have these lessons that worked really well. And I was, because I was young, I, I just didn't understand when a lesson went well, why it did. And we would try to like backtrack it, kind of reverse mm-hmm. engineer it. And and so I'm going to reverse engineer your lesson just, just for the sake of clarity. So you had a really good, thoughtful um, set up for them to to think on their own and come up with something that was meaningful. Having them watch an example, and the church has provided lots of those little tidbit videos mm-hmm. um, of, oh, of what. Let it, me throw something into this too. Okay. I forgot. I did. I put a slide up after Sister Jones and said, "I said, you guys, I sat in my office with the door closed yesterday for about ten minutes, and I just made a handwritten list where I answered. I finished the sentence. I hear him as I." And then I said, "Do you are you interested in what I have on my list? And they're like, yeah. So I put them up. And I said, I don't want to talk about any of them. This is just what I wrote down. I want Now I want you, I, you know, if you were answering the video, if you were finishing the sentence, what would you put up there? It, could, it can match some of mine or it can be your own. So I guess they saw enough examples. examples you modeled that like, it. Oh, okay, I know what you're looking for. I yeah. know what we're analyzing here. Yeah. So you so you wanted them to do something, but you gave them enough models that they could be successful at it. Mm-hmm. You gave them space and time to then work on their own, and then you basically became interviewer Brian. You just started yeah. asking them questions and being super curious. And when a student said, I'm not sure how I did this, you didn't become the sage of all knowledge. You said, boy, guys, do you have advice for – and you let the students do all the you – you let them do all the heavy lifting. Do the lot of the work, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So anyway, I I just I think that's a great model. I I know that that would be a successful lesson just by its setup, just by listening to you. Yeah. No. Well. Well. Then I I threw up a slide that says I struggle to hear him when I, and then I had about seven things up. I'm when I'm casual about what I let myself experience on the internet. When I'm unkind to anybody. When I get too little sleep. When I'm in a hurry. When it comes to important activities. When I act selfishly. When I communicate unkindly. When I make spiritual things a low priority. I said, so will you take a second on this list as well? When they got done with that, I, I just showed them that President Nelson also has made a list. Nothing opens the heavens quite like the combination of, right? Oh, that yeah. quote. And I yeah. said, he's done it too. He's been analyzing his life, obviously. I said, now, that's what we've experienced. We spend a little time in your journal on what you would like to experience. What, because his second invitation is, will you find a way to have more of these experiences? So we just wrote down something we could work on over the next week or so. It could be something on our list or something we just thought of that we could do to invite 
opportunities to hear his. That's all. It was such a simple yeah. lesson. And yeah. if I was if I were teaching seminary next week, for sure, I would have a hear him lesson because what what else are we doing? We're studying the Doctrine and Covenants, church history. We're in the last days. Our prophet is, is urging us to hear Christ, and we're in the Easter season thinking about Christ. So why not have a lesson geared towards how, how are you doing so far with hearing him yeah. as, as this has been an emphasis? So that, that would almost maybe be my Monday lesson. My Friday lesson for sure would be a general conference preparation. Here, here's just a few thoughts of things I'm going to do with my family, actually. Um, there was in the church news uh, Elder Bednar yeah. talked about something he's done since he was a young man, which is he'll divide up his journal into three columns, and one's doctrines and principles. The middle column is invitations extended, and then the third column is promises. And and that's such an Elder Bednar thing to do because it's very organized and very structured. But how could you not then see clearly what you're being invited to do? And uh, and I'd probably leave a little space after every speaker to then say, therefore, what you know, what's the impression I got? Um, and so practicing that, you could spend a whole day saying, let's practice it. I'm going to put maybe parts of different talks or maybe we'll watch a whole talk and let's just practice together. See what happens when we try to listen with, with this organizational template in front of us. And, and then you can listen and write it down and then talk, talk, talk. What, what invitations do you see? What did that make you want to do? What, what, what one stood out to you? And you could have that kind of a conversation. And then he also brings up the whole, um, you know, it's, it's probably not new to many people, but make sure you have questions when you go into conference. That'll, yeah. that'll give you, get you searching. So that would be probably my first and my last lesson. So there'd be three in the middle. And so this is where... It's kind of fun that we have so much freedom, but sometimes when you go to a new restaurant and you just have six pages of menu and you're like, uh, waiter, what's your favorite? You know, like you just, you don't know what to do because the sky's the limit. So I, I would, as the waiter, I would say, um, the Doctrine and Covenants teaches some very unique things about the Savior. So I may spend a whole day with the students, and I, w- I wouldn't come overly prepared. I would come underly prepared yeah. to say to the students, let's spend today searching the Doctrine and Covenants, and let's find unique doctrines about Jesus Christ that maybe aren't found in many other places. Oh, yeah. and, 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 and maybe I'd have a loose-like outline of some places they could go. I have a couple examples. Mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah but, but I would spend a day doing that. I think I would spend a day looking at all the visitations of Christ in church history and in the Doctrine and Covenants. There are some specific places where he shows up, section 110, off the top of my head, section 76. Um, and then, of course, there's all the different, listen to the voice of your Redeemer, mm-hmm. your advocate, right? Came up in 29, comes up in 45. And I would probably have a day... Um, where we would where we would see the visitations of of the resurrected Christ in our day, what what would you add as a third day? Because we would still have a third day, maybe. Well, I mean, doc, would I do a doctoral mastery? I mean, you kind of got to do one maybe. every week, right? Yeah. So maybe the other one's a doctoral mastery day. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, and I, I guess there's also something in there. Now, they they obviously, you know, they have it in there to talk about conference, and that's fine. But maybe there's something about the idea of I know that my Redeemer lives, this idea of testimony yeah. and witness, and how do you and know? And look at for all the witnesses. Yeah, I, I think so, you know. Yeah. 
You know, another thought I had was um, all the roles of Jesus, uh, all the titles that we get of him. We make a a deal of it in the Book of Mormon, but the Doctrine and Covenants has a lot of titles for the Savior, too. Mm -hmm. And that might be kind of a fun thing to to chase. Yeah. 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 Because in in my teacher's um, pacing guide, I gave them a special topics, uh, you know, like for each of the days, Jesus Christ as Redeemer, as Lamb as Savior, and then atonement. It all comes from that Ben Spackman article um, that's there. Uh, but but it's not Doctrine and Covenants in church history specific, necessarily. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and so as I was thinking about it this time, I think I would make it Doctrine and Covenants in church yeah. history specific. That's where we're at. So, yeah, that's where we're at. And, and, and maybe, again, in the spirit of getting ready for conference, you could even see, look for patterns of how Christ works with his prophets today. Um, as being a, a kind of a, a, a merging of Easter and General Conference, you know, understanding. So, so you know, one, I, I guess one thing I might do if I had a, had a little bit of an extra day or even half a day, and this might be a little out of the box, but I might find some teachings about the Savior and, and, and the Atonement from the Doctrine and Covenants, and then I might find some beautiful artwork about the Savior. Hmm. And then just say, what is this piece of art teaching us about that phrase in the Doctrine and Covenants? Yeah, that's cool. And just let us talk a little bit about uh, some... I, I think that'd be an, a, a good way to allow kids to share some feeling sorts of things. It's hard not to feel things when you're looking at art, but I I might find some just beautiful, uh, probably art that I like and that I can give a little bit of the history of the art and the artist, you know. <laughs> Yeah, um, and just say there's a phrase in DNC seventy six about the Savior. Da 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 da. Tell me what when you see this picture, when you see this art, what are you? What does this teach you about that phrase in DNC seventy six? And let the kids just start making connections and thinking and writing. And you know, a similar thing could be done with hymns that are yeah. written by by. Um, church history people, you know, like Parley mm-hmm. P. Pratt's hymns or W.W. Phelps. And, and even if you could get them to a revelation that's with, for that person or some kind of a doctrine from the restoration that's taught in the Doctrine and Covenants that this hymn is kind of based on, it could do a very similar thing. What is this, what's this hymn teaching um, that was new to our, to our dispensation in a very similar way? You could probably have a creative. So this, this could be a really fun week. If uh, yeah. if you're creative, but it's a hard week because there's no manual help for this, you know. Right, you kind of got to come up with some ideas, and mm-hmm. yeah, yep. and I'll be in Moab for most of it. So, and you'll be you'll be riding a mountain bike <laughs> or whatever. Yep. All right. Well, I'm I think I'm tapped out on what that's going to look like. So, yep. you got anything else? No, it's uh, I'm gonna I gotta go move a chair into my mother-in-law's new place. That's fun. Um, I will say this: I um I found a new. Uh, come follow me podcast that I've really liked called follow him. Mm-hmm. And it's with Hank Smith and John, by the way. And I think I mentioned it last week too. Um, they bring on experts and that's what I actually really love is they bring on these experts who um, have, have paid a major price to understand some things. Yeah. I'll be very curious if they do one for the Easter one. And if they did who they'll bring on, that could be a really cool yeah. thing. So, no, so I, if you need, if you, you need ideas to me, cause that was a, that's a great one. Yeah. If you need ideas, just go to some of these um, these podcasts, and they're not all created equal, obviously, but mm-hmm. um, I, but I, I certainly thinking, get some ideas. Even, even mm-hmm. some of the ones that aren't my favorite, oftentimes they'll still say – they'll use a turn of phrase that gets me going, no, I, 
I could I could organize that. Yeah, I'll often put them on double speed just yeah. so I can get through them quicker. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, yeah, there's help out there. All right, my brother. There's I think help. we'll wrap this one up. All right. Okay. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of uh, Come Follow Me Podcast. If you have any suggestions or comments or ideas or questions, please drop us a line at a comefollowmepodcast.com. Have a great week, everybody.